We don't give a damn about the poor. A bonus episode, number 28, of the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trumbull. Everybody, we ought to give people Jesus, but also help them get jobs. We ought to give people prayer, but also help them uh, make sure that they can have provisions for their children. You are welcome to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Bishop Trimble is on a mission to encourage you with the love of Jesus Christ so you can rise to your highest potential. On To Be Encouraged, Bishop Trimble speaks to a discouraged world with a good word on the pandemic, racism, the environment, human sexuality, and the state of the church with a focus on centering your life on the love of Jesus Christ. Has there ever been a more needed time for an encouraging word to our world? This is your time to rise to your greatest potential and to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Hello, good people, and welcome to the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. I'm your co-host, Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. Today, you're in for a special treat. We have a bonus episode of To Be Encouraged. About a year or so ago, in October of 2021, Bishop Trimble wrote a an article called We Don't Give a Damn About the Poor, and he and I recorded a podcast episode about that on my personal podcast, the United Methodist People podcast. You can find that at unitedmethodistpodcast.com, where we had to talk about what he meant in his article and how he shared how his heart was going out to the poor at that time. He talked about how sometimes our personal preferences get in the way of the common good for those who are most vulnerable. They're the ones who get left out. And when you talk about really in the when it comes to the poor. There's no such thing as an innocent bystander. You're either engaged with helping the poor or you are choosing to be uh, to exclude yourself from the conversation. You are not an innocent bystander. And he calls, he calls upon the discipline, the call of Jesus Christ to transform the world. That's what the church is all about. And he refers to Matthew and other texts that the, that the uh, proclaiming the gospel is for the poor, if you do it to the least of these, you've done it to, unto me. From time to time here on the To Be Encouraged podcast, we're going to revisit past teachings and talks and articles that Bishop Trimble has offered to us as a way to speak into our life. I want to encourage you to check out the transcript of this podcast, which will be available at tobeencouraged.com slash 028. So let's get into this bonus episode called we don't give a damn about the poor with Bishop Julius C. Trumbull. Uh, thank you so much, Brad. I uh, uh, appreciate the invitation to be in conversation with you and, and others to uh, lift up things that I think we as Christians, uh, United Methodists and, and people of goodwill should be concerned about. 
Yeah, my article uh, 20 years ago, I heard Tony Campolo uh, even use harsher words than than damn, but also yes. in reference to us not caring about the poor. And it was a critique uh, of Christians, uh, a self-critique, should I say, not not a, not to point fingers to others, but to but I think more of a confessional statement as well as a critique that if we really did care about the poor, we would be concerned not only about charitable response or acts of mercy, but also acts of justice and acts of uh, uh, both uh, government structural change and also a greater commitment to those uh, eradicating those things that cause poverty. Uh, Tony Campolo is not the only person that I heard that raised that concern too. I believe G- Jesus raised the concern about about the poor and Reverend Joseph Lowry, I've heard, I heard say things very similar to this, as well as my own pastor when growing up in Chicago, who was very much concerned about uh, persons uh, who were growing up in poverty, even in a uh, in a relatively wealthy city like uh, Chicago. Hmm. So you've seen that you, you've heard Capallo and other folks talk about this. But what has happened recently that's got your attention about the the plight of the poor? And why have you uh, pointed out how in our current uh, society, in our current uh, culture, we just don't seem to give a damn about it? Because I think we we have elevated our our partisan politics, our theological uh, impasses, uh, our, uh, how, our, our own personal uh, preferences for freedom of choice uh, above what I consider the concern for the common good and particularly those who are most vulnerable. So the reason that prompted me to write the article was because of the current debate and impasse around the uh, uh, the bill that uh, President Biden and the Democrats uh, are in squabbling about and the Republican Party has pretty much put up a, uh, a political, a partisan blockade against the passing of the, I think it's called Build Back Better provision. Uh, because in during the time of the pandemic, Brad, 100 million people, this is globally, have been uh, added to the what we would consider the roles of, the, of poverty. That's, that's caused by many things, including famine, uh, including the great number of people who are in the process of, of, of migrating or ref, the, 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 in, the, the tremendous influx of refugees, uh, climate change, uh, and uh, uh, places even in, in wealthy countries where people don't have a living wage. So I think for us to uh, stand on the sidelines and not weigh in as people of faith and people who are committed to the common good while politicians and and others uh, can't seem to agree on what is what is an appropriate amount of of debt for the country to go in really makes us bystanders and as uh, as recently I heard there's no such thing as an innocent bystander uh, you're wow. either uh, you're either engaged in at least at minimum the discourse around what could be different and we've been called not only to, to make disciples and call people to Christ, but to transform the world. So I raised this article because I think it's both confessional 
as well as it is to be convicting that if we are to transform the world, certainly we can't be accepting, uh, you know, 13, 14, 15 million children going hungry uh, in a country as rich as the one we live in. Yeah, there's certain, I think there's a certain level, Bishop, here. Even I just kind of have to say it's got to be sinful. You know, we got to, we got to call it what it is, I think. Uh, uh, I'm reminded of Matthew 25, Jesus talking, you know, the, the goats and so on. And, and, uh, about, uh, you know, if you, uh, did the least of these, you know, if you fed the hungry, you know, you've done good. If you, if you've, uh, give thirsty to the poor or get thirsty to uh, give drink to the thirsty and so on. What's your take on a biblical perspective on this or speak to, you know, this issue about how if we're, if we don't care about the poor as a church and do what we can in, in the political realm and other things, what are we doing? What are we doing? Speak to the biblical spiritual part to this. Well, uh, again, let me quote uh, Mike Slaughter, but I don't think he's the first. He He's really quoting from the gospel. He says, if the gospel is not good news, doesn't Jesus say, I've come to proclaim good news, good news to the poor. If it's not good news to the poor, it's not good news at all. It's not really gospel. And of course, Jesus is quoting the prophet, prophet Isaiah. And so if we don't pay attention to the Matthew text, uh, that says, you know, and let what you have not done to the least of these, you, you've not also done unto me, then we really are, are preaching a truncated gospel. We're proclaiming a gospel that is not, that is not, that is not holistic or, 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 or life changing for those that need it to be life changing. Hmm. Well, let's just focus for just a minute as we have now talked about the kind of the painful part for with us some of the political part about how the squabbling just means that people get left out. We've touched on the biblical piece. Now let's talk for just a, one or two more minutes about the application for a local church pastor or a local church ministry, whether it be a food pantry or some sort of a, a, a underserved housing issue or counseling or whatever. What are some of the things in the local church a pastor or people can do to really, really serve the poor here and show that they do give a damn about the poor. I think I think a key thing is for us to engage people who can help us build relationships with those uh, persons who may be closer than we think in our communities. This could mean working with refugees. This could mean uh, working with local community organizations uh, that are engaged in ministry with those who are poor. And by poor, I mean people that could be the working poor. I mean, people that may have been disenfranchised, people that may have different abilities or dis we would consider disabilities, but but have been left outside of the that don't have the freedom to choose, uh, you know, whether to have a have a vaccine or not, or, or choose whether or not uh, 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 to 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 work remotely or not. Uh, people who have been left outside of the workforce. So I think. One of the things that that I was turned on to because someone responded to the article was, uh, I think it's called Fast Pray Give. There's a website you can go to, and you fast one you fast one meal, you pray, as the Bible instructs us, and you give the, the the amount of money you would have spent on that one meal you give, which goes towards helping to provide uh, meals for those who are hungry. It's, I think it's Fast Pray Give. It's a website that you can go to. And uh, that was referred to me in someone's in response to, to the article. Uh, 
several people have responded and said it was inappropriate for me to use uh, language like that. But I do also recall when Tony Campolo shared this, as well as Joe Lowry and others have shared, they said that we, we, we get more upset about language of indignation than we are about the, 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 the desperate indignation of the fact that we have people who are suffering uh, uh, poverty that, that, that don't have to, that it shouldn't necessarily be that way. And our, our inclination is often to blame the victim uh, as opposed to engage in ways that we can. I think churches are doing great things. I, I did not mean to be for it to be a, con, a condemnation of that which we do, because I think mercy and charity are parts of what we need to do, but it also needs to be coupled with acts of justice. So congre- congregations could be saying, we, we want to advocate for a living wage in our community. So whatever companies are in, in, whatever jobs, we advocate for a living wage. Congregations could say, how can we support not only our local food pantry, but also support uh, access to transport, transportation for people to be able to get to employment or to be able to get to schools. Part of our, one of our mission initiatives, uh, Children Matter Most, is an invitation for us to adopt our schools that are close by. Many of our rural community schools are in desperate need for partners uh, that would also be uh, looking out for those who, who are less fortunate maybe than we might find ourselves. There's a lot of rural poverty in the United oh, States goodness. and in the state of yeah. Indiana. Sure. There, well, there's kind of an assumption that poverty is only in the urban areas or something like that. Certainly is not the case. And certainly we've seen some transitions with the COVID crisis and other things, some massive shifts in wealth and other things have happened. But you've given us some great thoughts to ponder and to apply. I love it when you give us the practical things, Bishop, to apply in our churches for pastors and for uh, local churches to apply to their uh, communities. So thank you for being with us here uh, today. And any part, you, you're all about being encouraged. Any parting words of encouragement to uh, to our listeners here today before we uh, say, say good, good, goodbye? I want to say be encouraged to everybody. We ought to give people Jesus, but also help them get jobs. We ought to give people prayer, but also help them uh, make sure that they can have provisions for their children uh, when the holidays roll, holidays roll around. I'm always inspired when I see these special stories about employers who are employer employing uh, former felons and employing people that may not uh, have higher education degrees, people who are providing opportunities. And I think we who, we who are in the faith community not only need to encourage people with the gospel of Jesus Christ, but also encourage them with an opportunity for relationships and community. Awesome. Jesus and jobs and prayers and provision and other good words of encouragement here on Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius Trimble on the United Methodist People podcast. Thank you for being our guest today, my friend. God bless. Consider yourself encouraged and appreciated for listening to Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Now, please share the blessing and encourage others in your life to listen, to be encouraged. You can do just that by pointing your people to the website tobeencouraged.com. That's T-O-B-E 
E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-D.com or connect through Apple Podcast, where you can follow, rate, and review To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. When you do that, you're doing your part to bring a good word to a discouraged world. Remember to listen next week to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble and never forget, God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it.